I love microdosing. I love microdosing. Yesterday, I needed to go practice my drums and I popped a little microdose gummy and I'll tell you what happened. I drummed for about a good two hours. That's fabulous. Yeah. I was looking at our new roof, hoping that it wasn't going to leak and I got some anxiety about it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a gummy just to calm down so I can go to sleep and not worry about this. And I did and I had a great night's sleep and I woke up and there was no leak. I've noticed a change in you for the, a positive change. I like to hear that. Yeah. I feel like your mood is like very centered. I'm sleeping much better. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just that right amount of good. And you can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com promo code pants. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com promo code pants for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com promo code pants. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, we got woken up at 4.30 in the morning. Charlie was growling in a way I'd never heard her growl. And it, we both shot up out of bed and we thought, what's wrong with the cat? And my thought instantly was, is there another cat in the house that we didn't realize? And now she's fighting with it downstairs. And we get downstairs. I'm surprised neither one of us fell down the stairs because it was just so sudden and we got woken up out of a dead, dead sleep. And char- there's a cat on the other side of the door outside, leading outside of the backyard. I think a stray. Yeah, the stray. The one? Yeah, Oreo. We named yeah, Oreo. okay. And Charlie's not having it. Right. And screaming at the top of her lungs. But it woke us up. And by the time we got back to bed, I was awake. And I stayed up for 40 minutes which I was very upset about because I thought today would be the day that I slept in peacefully. And I thankfully fell back asleep and woke up at 10, 15. That's really sleeping in. Good job. I was so tired. I'm so, so, so tired. Well, I guess you have your answer about Charlie and how, you know, Charlie would feel about Oreo moving in. That's what I said as we trudged back up the stairs. I said, well, I guess Oreo wouldn't be a welcome addition to our family. Not in Charlie's book. In Oreo's book, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how Oreo is feeling about it. Probably not great. Probably felt very unwelcome. But Charlie. We have street peg. Like, we have peg, right? But then there's street peg, which looks exactly like peg. But he's a boy, and his real name is Max. And he's the neighbor's cat. And he comes over and looks through this little, this long window that kind of goes to the floor. Looks straight in and Peg thinks she's looking in the mirror and she's in love. And then Chi-Chi has a freaking meltdown every time. Chi-Chi's not having it. No, but I think Peg fell in love with herself. Mm. It's okay. It happens. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Tell me all about it. Chi-Chi and Charlie <laughs> would be, uh, I wonder if they'd be a dynamic duo. No. No? 
they're they both seem like the gr- not grumpy cats, but they're both the sort of they could give a shit cats. Dominant personality cats. Okay, there you go. That's Charlie. Charlie, that you can't push Charlie around. You never could. She's going to do what she wants. Right. So I don't think two of those match in a house, but I don't know. Again, this is the first time I've had cats. No, I understand. That's a lot of personality under one roof. I get it. I wonder if Charlie and Peg would get along because they're so opposite. I mean, I could get, they would, they would. Peg gets along with anybody. Right. I could get Kim in here and we could spend the next 30 minutes talking about them. About the cats? If you want answers. Yeah. Well, when I spoke to you yesterday, you were doing your routine outdoor visit with the cats yeah we take the cats outside and we go who who do you want today and I'm like if I'm in the mood to run I'll take Peg because although she looks like she doesn't move ever you know she's like a little pudgy cat she takes off when you're not looking like she's 90 miles an hour so you have to be on high alert does she get behind the trees all of it she gets so she gets in that place where Mo went that one day exactly and then Chi Chi is like, you can't see her. She looks like nature. Oh, she blends in. Mm-hmm. She's good camouflage. Very much so. Very, in, she'd be great in the wild. So you just kind of have to watch her because you can't see her ever. But Peg is, disappears. And they don't come when you call their names. God, no. No. And now I have these little sticks because like if they go back where you're talking about, not, I don't hit him. <laughs> no, I wiggle the plants to like scare him to come back the other way. I see. I'm basically like Carol from Tiger King <laughs> when, when I'm out there. <laughs> like I have a cat sanctuary all of a sudden because you can't just let the you can't just let them out and you have to like tame them and watch them and you know. I let Charlie out. She's a I, grand old time. A, we're a different household. I know, I know, but I'm I, I, I'm fully aware. But she doesn't take off. She'll stay within her vicinity, and I block everything off so she can't roam the neighborhood. But she comes when I call her. She's great about curfew. I believe in my heart of hearts, these cats would never be able to escape. No, our house and yard. It's, but I know we've talked about that's this before, me. Right? Yeah, that's me. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Risks that aren't going to be taken. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not around here. Right. So anyway, we could do a whole cat episode with Kim. I could maybe ask her if she'd want to do that. Yeah, I'd be open to that. But she's busy. She's busy making cocktails for one o'clock today. That's that's true. Not for right now, just to be clear. Yeah, it's watermelon season. When I was at work the other day, I was craving a plum. I never liked to plum so much. Why? The outside's too bitter for me. Really? But I love the inside part. Right. The, the, yeah. the inside the sweet part, re, like the inside balances the outside if it's a perfectly ripened plum. Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, I didn't get my wish because they didn't have any. I know you. I was there when you ordered your fruit and you said a plum or a peach. No. Oh, a peach. I thought it was peach or nectarine. I said, if they don't have a plum. No, no, I'm not. A, well, I wound up with the nectarine, which in my opinion is a poor man's peach. What? Because they didn't have a plum oh, or I a peach. Oh, I prefer one. Really? No. Like a perfectly ripened peach, which I believe now is the season for that. Heaven. Same with a plum, a beautifully ripened plum. But there's so many different variations of these fruits. Well, now you know the fruit trees you're going to buy when you do your landscaping. Yeah. I'd wonder if plums would thrive in this climate. 
it's where it's California. So I could have a plum tree, couldn't I? A hundred percent. Then I feel like I'm inviting every squirrel in the neighborhood to come for for dinner every day. Remember I brought you a nectarine because I was like, our tree like this year was like, yeah, bam, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I started picking them and I brought you and Anna some. But by the next day, the squirrels, they run onto the tree, they eat like a little section of it and then <laughs> make it fall to the ground. So the whole, now I'm like, and everyone's like, oh, you put a net over it. I'm like, oh, that's pretty. I don't want it to, that's not why. Yeah, thanks. So I didn't they... know this was going to be a thing. No, it's us against the squirrels for, you know, in terms of speed and who and who gets the fruit first. And after they eat, they take a little bite from these pieces of fruit. Do they fall to the ground and begin to rot on them? Yeah. So then there's like, then, then we had like flies coming over by the, I was like, this sucks. Right. But it was short. It wasn't like a long time because they ate most of the, they won, the squirrels won. I couldn't keep up. They're always going to win unless you really can get on it. Well, Joe was on it. She was on the case. That was her favorite month I bet. this summer so far. She got a, she had a lot of action around the nectarine tree. And is the nectarine t- tree done producing fruit? So it's a quick, it's a quick. It was quick. So I don't know about your plums. I can't answer like, or no, what did you say? Peach season. I'm not sure. Peaches. I have to say the way you're talking doesn't sound like fun to me. I don't want to fight the squirrels every year when my trees produce fruit. Well, you don't get that with citrus trees. It's rare. They might grab the occasional orange. I've had citrus I've had citrus trees. I've never had an issue. Right. I know it happens with avocado trees. Sure. Sure. What I want is a passion fruit vine. And I think I'd be I'm asking for trouble, but I really want one. Because passion fruit, in my opinion, is the absolute greatest but the squirrels probably feel the same way you know they sell that at the farmer's market passion fruit near where you live no passion fruit there's a guy are they small or are they big they're like this they're like this right so those are the 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 rinky dink passion fruits in brazil the passion fruits are huge okay well i mean and i got we're not in brazil but i know i got spoiled when i went there because any time i wanted to passion fruit it's there. Yeah. Well, tell Anna. It's five minutes from you every Tuesday. I will. There's a guy. Do you don't like them? A lot of people don't like them. You do like them. Some people don't like the texture of it, but no, bring it on. Me too. Me too. I could just get a spoon, like cut it open, get a spoon and right. have a party. That's right. I need to go to that farmer's market. If I ever get a Tuesday off. I, I don't know. I kind of felt like I was getting annoying telling you guys every Tuesday, but then I well, I want to say it again, like now that you're bringing it up. I want to go. I can't go this week. I don't know if I can go next week. In the last two weeks, I've had COVID. So yeah, they didn't want you there the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah. And I wouldn't want to give that to them either. So one of these days, I'm going to find time. But I'd like to go while the good fruit is in season because I bet it's just out of control over there. Probably. Yeah. Right? It's not the prettiest farmer's market in terms of location. It's outside a mall. I don't care, <laughs> like, care about but that. But it's so close and they open at two, which is so much better than, you know, like Sunday morning farmers. It's like you have to get there at eight to get parking and beat the crowd. This is like nobody's over there. That's it's, what I appreciate because the Hollywood Farmers Market on Sundays, you couldn't pay me to go there. It's chaos. Chaos. And then there was one in Studio City. 
Same. Same, same. And then they had like an animal, like a petting zoo at the end for kids. Oh, I know. Which made it so much worse because then it's just, yeah. You're not only dealing with people, but then you're dealing with the zoo. Well, it's a lot more people. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting to get in line to touch the goats and chickens and everything else. And you just want to get, yeah. All I wanted was fresh lemonade. I think you're going to like this small one. All right. Yeah. We're going to go. I I could, we could walk. You can literally walk there. That's why I was getting it. I kept going like, it's Tuesday. I know, I know, I know, I know. It opens at 2, 2.30. Nobody's there. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. Ladies, we can all bond over this one. Imagine a bra that you actually want to wear. They're hard to find. We all know it. We've been through how many bra many. brands? Ugh. And you're like, I like this about it, but not this, or they're just uncomfortable. Well, today's sponsor, Honey Love, has revolutionized the bra game. It's real. Say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that trap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. It's cool. It's like these little, I can't even describe it, like these little bone things and it's like, I don't know how they do it, but it's brilliant. Plus, they've made fabric that's so soft, it feels like second skin. So you immediately feel and see the difference. So it's next level comfortable. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash pants. Now, after you purchase, they ask you where you heard about them. Please, please support our show and tell them pants sent you. Honeylove.com slash pants. Treat yourself to honey love because you deserve it. Are you ready to swim? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I swim these days, yes. You haven't got, last time you were here, you sat on the edge of the pool, but maybe get in today. I just need, sometimes I just need to cool off and I don't need to do anything active. Right. I don't need, I don't, I'm not looking to play pool volleyball. I just want to lollygog and relax. Who said anything about a game? I didn't, I'm not going to make you come work out. I know, but that's why I like just to sit on the Baja thing. Actually, that sounds fun. Yeah, I'm good. I should get one of those. Yeah, sure. If you want, I just want to relax on the Baja shelf and cool out. That's my favorite thing to do. I've I've hit that point in my life. I just like to get into the pool and relax. I know. It's like when you look back at your parents in the like 70s and 80s, I remember my mom and my dad, like kind of sitting around, no one was in the pool. The kids were in the pool, but all the adults were just. Did you have a pool? Smoking and drinking. No, God, no. Your friend, you, you grew up with friends who had pools? There were like a couple of people that had like a pool or, you know, obviously a public pool we would go to too. I belonged to a public pool and we would go there on the summers. On the summer? In the summers. In the summers we would, it was a seasonal membership. Oh, and I would spend my summers there and I, and I'd walk over there in the morning and then my parents would show up later in the day if they felt like it. And then I'd go home, but it was all the kids in the neighborhood. We would go swimming because it's so wickedly hot over there. I was, I'm sorry. I was listening, but Peg's eating my almond butter. I didn't know that cats. Did you know this? Every cat's different. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Public pools. The greatest. I don't think there's a natural, there's any natural water in Nebraska. There's like man-made lakes. I mean, we have the Missouri river, but But what? But to your point, what you're saying, 
my as my memory serves the parents never went into the pool either in the water no my mom would sometimes lollygog my dad once in a while would maybe jump in do a lap and come out it was really about lounging well the dads they get in to do the thing where you'd get on their shoulders and they'd push you off they were like the guy that came in to do the games for the kids you know what i mean it's like you'd climb your dad and get on over his head and then he'd like push you off and he'd splash into the deep end that wasn't my yeah my dad didn't do that my dad will get in now now he'll do like he'll run and jump and do like cannonballs and he's like 83 he still does that he loves it amazing yeah when we got older then we started when i got older a little bit older then we started spending all of our summers at the jersey shore cute that sounds nice. It was. And that's when I started surfing every summer because I was like, why not? That lines up. Yeah. You know, and then my parents probably thought, great, we don't have to take her to the swim club. She can just go in the ocean. Yeah. It's cheaper. It's certainly cheaper. But my mom never, my mom never got her hair wet. Oh, wow. Never, never. And she hated splashing. She was a real good time. <laughs> Okay, what do you do when every morning when you, when you wake up and also what do you do every night before you go to bed? Wow. Which you're, sorry, I'm just curious. I don't know why. Well, the thought popped into your brain. You want to start? No, I want to, you know, I want you to start. Like, do you have a routine? It's only because you just woke up. It made me think of it. If I have time, this morning is not a good example of that. I like to... I have all of, I have the New York Times and the Washington Post and the LA Times and all of my news outlets on my phone and in, or, and in a certain order, I like to read the paper. I do the same thing. My computer knows which one I click next before right. I, it knows my order too. And today would be a fun day. You do it on your phone? I do, yeah. I don't. Why don't you open an iPad or something? I don't use, I never use my iPad and I never use my computer unless I'm, I have to, read a script or I were doing a podcast or something. I don't have my, I don't have those gadgets on hand. I always just have my phone. Wow. Maybe that's why my eyesight has gotten so poor, but that's what I like to do. This morning would have been great because the Sunday times and maybe when we're done, I can go back to doing that. But that's how I like to roll in the morning when I'm able to. What about you? You know what? I was wondering, I tried this a couple of months ago and I might want to do it again because I read the New York Times first thing that's, and then the New York Post just for some trash. That's good dessert. Yeah. But Love the New York Post. I find I kind of like ignorance is bliss. Like I got to say, like, I don't know if it's the greatest way to wake up to be like the world is ending I get it. I get every it. morning. You have a valid point, especially now you have a valid point. It doesn't put me in a great mindset. You kind of go, oh, right, okay. And then you start your day. I thought, had that thought, I think it was yesterday. I was, I had that, I was reading the news and I haven't had a chance to really read the paper this past week because going back to work and everything. And so yesterday I was able to take a minute and read. And I had that similar thought where I thought everything is horrible. Like yeah. every article, I know. And every outlet, it's all terrible. It's hard to find something that inspires you or like a real, you know, I go, I try to read the inter interesting things too, to like, yeah, you know, about artists and authors and I don't know. That's why 
that's why I want to hop on and look at the New York Times. I'm a little obsessed with the obituary too. You know what my mom calls the obituary page? What? The Irish sports page. (laughs) She's been saying that for years. Well, it's fascinating. Well, first of all, how do they pick the top three? You know, back in the day, that's how you used to find apartments. I'm talking back in the 70s and 60s, actually back in the 60s. Yeah, you told me that. She would go through the obituary in neighborhood because they would always list where the person had had lived. Wow. And you'd go and you'd find that that availability. The actual address? Mm -hmm. And say, hey, is that available? And then the person would say, actually, yes, it just became available. That's how she used to get apartments. Just this week. It's so funny. Actually, it's funny you say that. (laughs) Just became available yesterday. We'll just get it cleaned and you can move right in. But right, that's how she used to do it. Yeah, it's clever. They all used to do it. That's how they always did it. It's great. Mm. I don't think they list people's addresses anymore. I haven't found that to be the case. No, no, things are different. But that's how her and her dancing friends used to find places to live. Really smart. I know. Yeah, I just like to read about what they've done with their lives. And I don't know. They're always pretty like important people as far as, you know, accomplishments. Mary reads the obituary page every Sunday when she gets the New York Times. Right. And every time I, uh, actually, no, we go through phases, but when but there's, there's phases throughout the year where we speak every night. So I'll call her on Sunday and I say, how are you? And she's like, oh, so-and-so died. Some old friend of hers, some old dancing friend. Oh, she's, oh, wow. And yeah. I say, how did you know that? Did you, did a family member or someone get in touch with you? No, I read it in the, I read it in the, the obit section. Right. They're dropping like flies. That's oh, what she God. said. <laughs> I had to bring it up in therapy a couple of years ago because I was like, it was a new thing for me that I was, that I had taken on as like a hobby. Like I read it every morning and I'm like, why am I, am I obsessed with death? Am I scared of it? But it, it, like, I had this new fascination with like, who died? What did they do? How did they die? Interesting. What was their life like? What did they leave behind? What was the prognosis? You know what? I don't remember. I'll have to ask her again. <laughs> I haven't called her. I know it didn't. I don't think I, uh, you know me with the memory. This is the other problem with therapy. I learned really amazing things and then I forget what I learned. So I, and then I go, well, is it a waste of money? Or is it like sinking in deep, deep down? Because I do think I've improved as a person as far as like, you know. Maybe it. Getting some better tools in my life. Yeah, maybe it strikes you in moments of, when you have moments of clarity as opposed to remembering it the second you walk out of her office. Yeah, but those like those little, the minutia like that, like that's probably just something. It was one of those days I walked in with nothing to talk about. And I was like, you know what I've been doing? And then. Those are always the best days in therapy, in my opinion. I know, but, but look at this one. I don't remember what she said. Was this recent? No, no, this was years ago. It was like two years ago Mm. that I brought it up. Mm. Mm. But I think I was, oh, I know. Cause it was, everyone was dying. It was, it was the pandemic. Mm. Okay. So it wasn't really like bringing me up. See, this is the other thing. I need to read things that like start my day off right. Yeah, you're very sensitive. I am too sensitive for this. Very sensitive. I forget that about you sometimes. You get things really, really, yes, I do. Ugh. 
I do some, and that, but then there are moments where I think, oh, I forgot how sensitive she is. Oh my God. I'm like, you have to be really careful sometimes with the things you bring up. Yeah. I'm like mush. I know. I'm not, yeah, I don't have a hard shell, even though I'm a cancer. It's not there. I think I was, I definitely have the inside of the crab, but I don't have the shell. I don't have the shell. <laughs> I can handle a lot of stuff. Oh, a lot. You're like, what? So what? Who cares? What? And I'm like, oh. Yeah, I have a thing in my brain where I I make a choice. Do I want it to bother me? And sometimes I let it, sometimes I allow something to bother me when it shouldn't. But if I'm being aware, I just have this thing where I think I'm not going to let that bother me. I, I can shut things out. But I've seen you get really anxious. I do get anxious. And I, and that's so my- So are you just internalizing it then? I think with certain things, yes. But I, but yeah. to get past the anxiety, I have to just say, nope, I have to put my armor on. I definitely have to put my armor on, but it's like, sometimes when I walk into a situation, I have to work on it days before. Like, right. okay, you know that this is going to do this Bother to you. you. So you yeah. have to get prepared and expect the worst hope for the best. Or just, yeah, get, I, I, I look at it less like armor and more like a, like a, like a bubble of like positive like you know how the glenda the good witch came down <laughs> not like a halo but like i'm in like an orb yeah a protective halo yeah right like if i was inside a beach ball a clear beach ball that's what i imagine yeah but you have to psych yourself up for that more than like i'm in game of thrones or something but, I you, don't look to, like that. but you but you psych yourself up for that you have to mentally prepare majorly yeah if i don't pay attention i'll let the anxiety trickle in you do i've seen you've you've gone through anxious yeah like periods where they yeah. last a long time yeah because i don't I, I forgot that i have that armor so i've been being more conscious of it and now i'm just like nope nope do you think you're walled off then if you no, probably <laughs> you're like i just shut down and wall off and i feel great yeah. <laughs> okay. What about at night? You don't read the news at night, do you? Because what a terrible no. way to go to sleep. Fun. Okay. So what Fun. do you do at night? Like, when do you start winding down? How do you wind down? What does Anna do? What's the look? Because we have such a routine over here. It's hilarious. Well, I said this last night. I have a thing. We've talked about this before. Don't ask me why. Don't read into it. There's not some deep-seated reason behind it. But for whatever reason, I like watching documentaries about cults or some fucked up scenario before bed. Not and I don't that. have a problem with it. It doesn't no. bother me. I find it oddly comforting. Comforting? Yeah, like what uh, Unsolved Mysteries, perfect example. When that third season comes out, the most ideal time for me to watch that show is before bed. Hmm. I don't know why. But Anna likes to read her book. She's always, Anna's hobby is history. She loves history. It, whatever, from whatever country, whatever era, she just loves history. So she gets these books that are like 900 pages long about who knows what, about some revolution. She likes to read, but then I'll put something on that might intrigue her. And she's like, oh, really? I really want to enjoy this book. Oh, this is all happening in bed. So you're watching some, do you watch it out loud? I watched out loud. Do you put your 
like do you put no no i'll just put it on the telly oh wow we're gonna take a break we'll be back in a minute We do everything downstairs. Like we do all the TV watching downstairs. And then somebody will make sleepy time tea. And then we'll both have that. And then someone will say. That's healthy. <laughs> I'm, I'm falling. Like I'll look at Kim falls asleep during television all the time. So do you. I know, but I'm. And I've seen not you fall as bad. asleep. I'm not as bad. I've seen you fall asleep sitting up. Yeah. Plenty of times. Yeah, I'm better at it. I don't know what it is. I'm more awake now. This is a much healthier way to go to sleep, the way you do it. So you get into bed and do you... No, we're not. I'm not in bed yet. And then somebody's like, Ugh. I always go upstairs first because the second I get tired, like I have like probably three minutes. What about your nighttime routine? Well, this I'm about to tell you. So Kim shut, every night shuts the whole house down. She does the lights, the alarm. Yeah. She, I'm sure she feeds the cats. Oh, sure. Then she goes, let's banjo out, comes back in, gets a treat. She does a whole, she does a whole like 30. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's nice. She does that for you. Yeah. But she has a second win. So she'll like get bored watching TV and then gets up and then I think is up for like another hour. Mm -hmm. I've got like a three to five minute window to fall asleep because I'm, not narcoleptic, but practically pretty close. So I to go it. upstairs, I wash my face, I brush my teeth, but then she, then I feel her crawl in bed and she has to like read something every night on her iPad. So she's, she reads books like that. She doesn't read like paper books. And, you, and the second your head hits the pillow, you're blackout. But then I feel her and then the iPad light uh -huh. comes on. And then sometimes I'm like, what are you, talking about? you might need an iPad. No, 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 no. And then I make her roll over and then I like spoon her. And then you fall asleep. Oh, yeah. I'm as pretty asleep during that whole thing, too. But it's like same thing every night. I'm watching this documentary on HBO. It's about Nebraska, actually. I have a question I've been meaning to ask you. About Wait, this. I have more questions, okay, but I am curious I? about what, you, what you're saying. So do you guys So, who falls asleep first? Like if you're watching something. I don't pay that, attention. I don't know. Well, do you fall asleep while you're TV shows playing. And what are you, are you watching that on your phone too? No. Or is that your computer? Telly in the bed. Oh, the, right. Okay. So do you fall asleep while it's playing? Sometimes. And then, so does Anna have to shut it off? Well, the volume's down super low. I know, but who shuts it off? Anna. Okay. So she stays at, does she ever start watching it? Sometimes if it looks interesting, she'll go, oh, really wanted to read my book, but this looks good. Oh, I see. Okay. So she's awake later not necessarily i don't really pay attention when i'm out i'm a heavy sleeper so when i'm out i'm out i know but do you have memories of her being up? unless i unless i have a cat screaming from downstairs bloody murder i probably won't be woken up do you as you're falling asleep do you remember if anna's still awake i don't know i just fall asleep so you have no idea if anna stays up for hours like i said i'm a heavy sleeper when i'm out i'm out no i know but i just want to know i'm gonna have to ask, ask anna later She'll be like, oh, it goes like this, and then Kate, and then I have to push it, and then I take the thing, and I go like this. She'll tell me the, all the answers that I'm looking for. Okay, question. Back to, uh, did you have any more? Did, did I? No, tell me about the Nebraska thing you're watching. Is it a cult? No. Oh. It's, it's a doc I saw 
I came across on HBO. HBO makes great documentary series. They do. Of course, really yeah. Do. The one on Menudo, I'm truly enjoying. Okay. But it's weekly, which is bugging me. I wish we'd all just dump out one. So there's one, I can't think of the name. I'll, I'll remember it, of course, when we finish this episode. It's set in Nebraska. And it's about an older woman who was murdered. She was found murdered. And there were like six people that were accused of her death, but they were released from prison based on lack of evidence. And I think I'm getting this right. I think I'm getting this right. Anyway, I wanted to ask you if you've heard of the town, because it's right outside of Lincoln, called Beatrice. Mm -hmm. And my question to you is, why do they pronounce it Beatrice when it's spelled Beatrice? Probably because it's set in Nebraska. So that makes the difference? Well, I mean, it's like, I don't hear it, but we say like bank. That doesn't. There's like an eh. So it's like. Beatrice, like it just sounds like some the way someone would have just decided. And I thought I don't know the. I mean, I can only think that's just because the way people talk. To me, that's a greater mystery. Is why do you name then who then who murdered the woman? Kind of <laughs> Beatrice. <laughs> Beatrice. Anyway, it's this whole thing happened in the town of Beatrice. Is that how you guys say oh, it? Oh my god, Beatrice. I didn't know anyone from there, so I can't. I can't even recall like hearing I've heard of it but I haven't it wasn't a part of my life it's right outside like I'm from Bellevue L Lincoln my family is there now but Lincoln my sister went to school there but it's it's new for me the Lincoln thing I didn't even like oh. have an attachment to it when I grew up oh like Omaha for sure okay pardon me yeah I got and all the surrounding towns got it I got the geography wrong no, it's okay. Lincoln's like they it's new. It's a new thing for the for, for the me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was a that was a more recent development. Yeah, in the last like 10 oh, years. Oh, and you were long gone. You would I've been gone for like yeah, 30 of them. Yeah. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah, I go there and I'm like, what? what? I don't know anything. Oh, so you don't even know where where I am or how to get from one place to the Not other. Not at all. You have to rely on ways. Or my I just get in my sister's car. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. All right. I but they're it. my whole family's coming on Thursday, so I can ask them the Beatrice question, or you can. I no, I'm gonna let me ask because I have a lot of questions. And Kadra, will... I know. Let's have Kadra just. How about we just pull it up on the phone and say right. say the name, Beatrice. We'll see if Beat she does it. I think I'm saying it correctly, Beatrice. It would be Beatrice. And well, that's how, well, lo as logic, right. logic would lead you to believe, yes, but they don't pronounce it that way. Yeah, let's see if Kadra says that, or if she'll, maybe she'll be like, what is that? Well, she lives there. She's, I want you to watch this. It's on HBO. I forgot the name of it. It's on. Do it's you on know HBO that Max. I grew up in a town during serial killer? Did I ever tell you this? Ooh, which one? The, in, in Bellevue, we had a serial killer. What was the name? They always have names. No, he has a name. He went to jail. He was he was killing Boy Scouts and he was a Boy Scout leader. And I had to stop doing my paper route because one of the boys was napped that way. But I mean, my town was small. And this is Bellevue. Mm -hmm. So what was the name? In the 70s. It wasn't. Well, I'll send you the whole article. I've, well, I've forgotten his name. Well, it was really scary. It yeah. was like. It, 
it haunted our town because he wasn't caught for a very, 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 very long time. How really? So, like all the parents. Yeah, it was awful. And it's at, you know, back in the seventies, we all used to play outside. Like we'd be gone for hours and, you know, it was like a thing. And so this person was picking up children. Yes. Off the street, not necessarily boys, but he was no, a boy scout. He was, he would only grab boys and he was a, and he, and he wound up being a boy scout leader. Yes. That's too, but he wasn't taking, okay. So, but he was picking kids up off the neighborhood on a paper route or riding a bike yes. or something. Yes. Playing in a park. It's creepy. Would you send an article? I mean, yeah, I have to look it up, but yeah, even bringing it up, I'm like, Ugh. that is it's so sad, right? Horrid. I know. I don't think we had serial killers in, in Philly. Maybe we did. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't remember of any. Nothing yeah. To mind. I mean, it just was like, you know, it was happening in my childhood, like live. Wait, Melissa found it. Melissa, did you find it? God love you. Oh, yeah. John something. But they always had names like the Green River Killer. Or John Jubert. That's yeah. it. You found, wow, you really found it fast. Wait, how do I find, <laughs> I don't understand how I get got the link. Where's, oh, there's, there it is. You really found it. Melissa, I'm so impressed with you. Oh, I can't, I want to yeah, read Yeah, 83. This. So I was, I was. How long have I, I can't believe I've known you for as long as I've known you. And it's the first I'm hearing of this. Yeah, I was 12 years old. I had a, I had a paper route that I did that's really cute very American yeah there it is wow there's the whole article you were like a kid from Stranger Things I haven't seen it if you watched it you'd say yeah that was my childhood (laughs) oh Leisha I can't believe you grew up with that I know oh it was a year long yeah oh wow yeah your parents must have been terrified Mm mm-hmm it's very, that's a, that's a real true detective season right there. Yeah. Off at Air Force Base. That's where my dad right. was. It's so crazy. Anyway, sorry to end it with something so dark. No. The only thing I remember when I was a kid was there was, it was during the Reagan era. Reagan was, I get, I think he, I think I'm saying this correct. Don't quote me, but the, during the Reagan era, they were closing down mental institutions or something. And there was one in Philly called Byberry. And what happens is that these institutions were losing funding, they were closing down, but where do these patients go? And not all of them could be transferred to other places because of capacity limits or resources. So a lot of these, a lot of these patients were then just released onto the released into the into the world. And one of them was in Philly or just outside the city. It was in the early 80s. And so like a lot of unfortunate crime was happening because of these these people were let out into the world and they were they were homeless and you know they weren't mentally all there and it was causing a a drama within the city Mm. anyway on that note happy okay well listen have a a good weekend wonderful holiday everybody it'll be passed by then okay well anyway i'll see you at work (laughs) no you're gonna see me at one o'clock in the next 24 hours Oh, that's right. I'm going to see you at one o'clock. I feel like you're going to forget to come over. I know, but this is, this isn't this is past tense. Sorry. I'm sorry. I keep thinking, not acknowledging the day off we have because this is going to air in like three weeks time. You forgot. We just have a friendship outside of <laughs> our, our fictional friendship on television. <laughs> you're like, it's been great talking to you, Alex. Great talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> How's the dating going?
That's a spoiler. Is it? <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> okay. I'll see you in a, I'll see you in a few hours though. Okay. 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 Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Pants, a podcast brought to you by myself, Kate Manig, and Leisha Haley. Produced by Melissa D. Montz. Please listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can follow Pants on Instagram, at The Pants Pod. Theme song by Carolina Para of the band CSS. And graphics are by Love Fox. <laughs> <laughs>